This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler. And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we celebrate mothers and our good daughters who call our own moms. Woo! I'm too tired to woo. I'm a little, I'm a little wooed out. Aww. I'm tired. I'll woo for you. Woo for me, please. Um, hi, Teresa. Hi, Biz. How are you? Pretty good. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. How about that? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> we are moms. Yeah. We got our own holiday. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. Good for us. It is good for us. Anything exciting this week? Um, no, I just, I've been thinking about, I got like my like AAA uh, thing in the mail, like to renew my card. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, was, this was a fucking year ago that I did this. Um, like, the, like now that now that I have a kid and time is going yes. by like a quadrillion times faster. Yeah, like the animal, the pet licenses coming yeah. in the mail from the city every year. I'm like, who can keep up with doing things every year? Oh, like I know. everything is coming so fast. Like, I know. I, why don't I renew things for the next ten years? Yeah, can I just renew all at once? Yeah, and be done. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I agree. Too much. That's I agree. All. That's good. Good yeah. point. Thanks. Um, my big uh, statement for the week, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to talk about pregnancy at the beginning of every thing. Yeah, we can't do we that. We can't. But I got to say, uh, for those of you who are like, what's it like different the second time? I will say, uh-huh. emotionally, it's not as stressful. Like, I'm not yeah, like, I we just that. had like a party uh, yeah. the other day and like, everybody's like, hey, congratulations. And, you know, how are you feeling? And all that stuff. And I remember the first time I was pregnant. It, like, all my responses were really defensive and just, like, because I was, like, still trying to figure out, like, what this meant for me. And I'm not a pregnant person. I'm still biz. I'm still yeah. this, you know, other. And, like, this time I'm, like, eh, already, <laughs> I've already <laughs> lost all sense of identity. I am now, I am now other, yeah. you know. And so, like, I'm, like, it's great. I'm tired. Like, I have no stress about talking about, like, how I feel or that we are excited or that it is okay. And, like, um, so that was kind of, I was going to sleep last night and I was like, that's, that's kind of nice. Yeah, it's easier. It's kind of nice, but I'm a little tired. My stomach is, like, stretching a lot. So it feels like, you know, like the scene in American Werewolf from London where we're just, like, my husband and I run around all the time. Steph and I are like, Growing fingers, changing, can't morphing it. That's what it feels like. Um, so let's go. Oh, and Katie Bell woke up, vomit. Well, was up all night and then polished off the night with a big vomit. Polished oh. off the morning with a big vomit. If only she could have just vomited at like 10 o'clock That's what last I was like. night and I was then like, sleep it off. Well, what I think what triggered it was I was like, maybe I should take her temperature uh-huh. and like put the thermometer under her tongue and somehow there was some like button. Under her tongue, oh, that I pressed the vomit button. I pressed the vomit button. She was like, "I have to vomit." <laughs> I was like, "Great!" And the nice thing about a three-year-old, here's something to look forward to: you can say "in the toilet." Oh yeah, and then they do it. Oh yeah, in the toilet, nice. as opposed to all over you, right? Because pregnant with vomit, not so good. Oh yeah, that would have been. We would have all been puking. Yeah. Um. Well, this week, Teresa, we're gonna it's, we're celebrating mothers. Yeah. On one bed, mother. Which is very nice. It's perfect. It's it was it's kind of like what we were born to do. It was. It is. Not, yes. Even more so than having children. 
<laughs> celebrate ourselves. Celebrate ourselves. <laughs> um, so this week's topic is celebrating mom. Uh, not just us, all moms. Um, so I, mean, I just think it's such a good topic. We should just jump out into Let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, mm-hmm. Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day. Do you, now that you, especially as a mom, mm-hmm. do you deserve it? Do you deserve, how do you feel about the Mother's Day holiday ranked up there with, like, others? Like, I, for example, I like birthdays. I'm a little like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't care, I don't care what you get me. Yeah. Yeah, like, Christmas, uh, uh, I'm too tired. I've been figuring out what to get everybody else, and I don't really care. Yeah. But, like, there was something about Mother's Day that I am like, you better yeah do something like <laughs> i'm like a crazy person what do you how do you feel mm. about mother's well day? it's interesting because like when you first ask i think like oh i'm pretty laid back about it. but then i was thinking <laughs> well what if jesse did nothing for mother's day right i would be so sad yeah i would be really upset yeah. and i would feel i would feel Oh, it would be, like, at least a fight, if not tears. Yeah. So I think it must be pretty important. Yeah, right? Like, there's something about, like, you know, like, when when you're reading stuff, like, I read I read a couple of books right towards the end of the pregnancy about, like, <laughs> something called a push present. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is a push present? Yeah. And I want one, right? But then yeah. immediately, it's like your present <clears throat> for shoving a baby out of your vagina. Right. And that's why it's, it's, it's weird, weird that it's even called a push yeah. present. If it was called like a baby present, it might be. It is kind of distasteful. I kind of yeah. get like, I said, I was like, hey, Stefan, push present. Yeah. He was like, gross. What? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, all right. All right. Actually, yeah, that's a little, yeah. a little distasteful despite the fact that I like presents whenever. Yeah. Um, so, like, that, like, fine. But, like, Mother's Day, I, it really is kind of a big deal to yeah. me. And yeah. so I want to share with you how badly Stefan, who's a pretty good guy, yeah. fucked up Mother's Day. Oh, no. Our first Mother's Day. Okay, so your first Mother's Day. So this was, this was three about Three years, years ago, ago, about eight months after we had Katie Bell. Okay. It was Max FunCon. Okay. Elephant Should Larry. Should say what Max FunCon is? A lot of people don't know. Okay, so Max FunCon is, you you say it okay. because it's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's your thing. Okay. It's just represented by Stefan ruining Mother's Day for me. For me. So, no, go ahead. Um, Max FunCon, it's a convocation of things that are awesome. <laughs> Um, no, one of which I guess is my husband. Yeah, so we've been doing this. Um, we've been doing this conference um, every year for the last. This will be our fifth year this coming um, June, um, out in Lake Arrowhead, California, and it's basically a weekend where a bunch of comedians and other creative types get together, and we have classes and workshops and stand-up shows and sketch comedy shows, um, and it's a lot of fun. And Stefan. Yeah, so Stefan's so Stephen sketch comedy group, Elephant Larry, was there one year to perform and teach sketch. Right. 
Um, and Viz came along. And Viz and a baby came along. So we go up there for Max Con. It was really fun. We were having a really nice time. And the Sunday that concluded that weekend was Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And, like, that morning I wake up and, like, nothing. I was like, no. Happy, not even. Not like, even. Not even f- we don't even say Happy Mother's Day. Okay. All right. Lots of other people are saying, strangers at oh, Max FunCon who see me with a baby are saying Happy Mother's Day. I'm getting texts from, like, people I haven't talked to in Alabama, like, for years, texting me, Happy Mother's Day, Biz. Congratulations on being a new mom. All this stuff. Nothing. So we get about halfway through the day. I'm like, stuff is just running around happy as a, <laughs> happy as a dog, you know. <laughs> I say, you are where it's Mother's Day. And he goes, wait, wait, I have a question. Yeah, I said when, it just like when that. When do you get to that point? Like, what time I, of day is it? I, are we talking like 9.30 in the morning or about, are we at 1 about 11. We're about around 11. Right We're between. around 11. Right between. Okay. And I said, you're where it's Mother's Day, right? Because, yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, because, you know, I told you to call your mom for Mother's Day <gasps> yesterday. And he was like, yeah, you <gasps> did. And I was like, and you are aware that I'm the mother of your child, <laughs> right? He's like, yeah, I'm real sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, okay. And then the day keeps going, and there's still not like an official Happy Mother's Day. And I'm like, all right. Are you, so, you're, but you're still waiting. Like, like I'm still kind of like coming. something's got to come. Like yeah. you've now realized what a major yeah. thing because we had talked about while I was pregnant. Like, should we celebrate Mother's Day while pregnant? And he was uh-huh. like, oh no, no, that was not really Mother's Day. And I'm like, I got a baby inside me. Like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there's, it's in there, it's in his head that, like, it's kind of a big deal. So we go home, back to New York, like, with the baby, the whole nine yards, and, like, we're home, and it's, like, three days later, I walk in and I say, I got to ask, are you going to do anything for me for Mother's Day? And he was, like, he looked at me, and he was, like, what? Oh, my God. And I, Because he's a little spacey sometimes. Oh and I said, God. let me put it this way. <laughs> let me rephrase that. Yeah. If you don't do something <laughs> to make up for the fact that you have not wished me a happy Mother's Day or done anything for me for Mother's Day, if you don't do something, then you should expect on Father's Day for the next 10 years a card that says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Right, those are my exact words to him, and I just turn around and like walk on. And, like I think, like two days later, he's like, "Well, I've got a babysitter. We're going to dinner, or whatever." But it was like, it was just like so yeah. done. Yeah. And then the next year comes. Wait, can I ask something? Yeah. You got a babysitter. You went to dinner, and did you kind of like mope around? No, I try not. I try not like, to mope. But like, I, I try and have fun. But okay, it was okay. still just like, and it was just like it was too little too be. late. It was too little too yeah. late. The next year, yeah. <laughs> he totally forgets Mother's Day. No! No, <laughs> Stefan! Oh, it's so bad. So this time, I'm like, totally, and I don't like to do this, but I am like, I have a folder on Pinterest. Yeah. That you missed for Christmas. Yeah. That is sitting there. I need you to do this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Please. Yes. So, uh, so was that, you know, and like Father's Day, you know, I totally do the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just was like, it was, it was rough because Stefan is like at 98% through most of, most yeah. of our marriage and yeah, our life totally. together. Yeah, no, he's And I was amazing. just like, he really yeah. is a good he guy. Is. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? 
Like it would be, you know, it's a, it's there are dads slash husbands out there who, who really do are. nothing year round yeah. and maybe do something really great for Mother's Day, but right. like, they, but this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Evan I mean, this is, is not pretty one good. Of those, he's not yeah. one of those dads. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we'll see. We'll okay. see, guys, in a couple of days. We'll see. All right. Should I? Maybe I should warn him. Yeah. I think somebody, he needs. Can like, everybody please tweet my husband? Yeah. <laughs> Like, Go on to, let's yeah. get this together this let's year. Let's get this let's together really this year. It should really help because I'm still reminding him to call his mother. Um, just, oy, 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 Stefan. So there's that. Okay. Um, but I guess, I guess the real question that I kind of want to ask you is how did your, like, view of your parents, and in particular your mom, because it's Mother's Day, uh-huh. uh, change or did it change at all once you had Simon um yeah I think (laughs) this is really weird (laughs) but like the like the way I thought about it was like oh now I get how much they love me Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, I, no, like, I get it, yeah. Oh, now I get that I'm, like, really important to right. them. Like, now I really kind of, oh. like, this is how big this is. I like, get it. This is how right. special this is, kind <laughs> of. Um, I don't know. How about you? Um, oh, it was just like, I mean, I, you know, we're going to talk to our moms in a little while. And, you know, I, I love my mom so much. And my sister and I... Through all the times that we did not agree on a lot of things, mm-hmm. we have always been able to agree on the fact of how lucky we are to have had our parents. Mm-hmm. Like, our parents loved us and supported us no matter how weird we were or, like, what we did. Like, they were all every day. I love you. Every day. You're perfect. You know, it's, like, such a way to combat horrible people out there. Uh-huh. You know, like, <laughs> I had a friend yeah. recently say, I just don't see, like, how you can stay so confident and positive when... Like you, when you hit something that's so negative and awful, and I'm like, uh-huh. because I was told every day that I was perfect and yeah. that I was loved, and that anybody who said differently was just not right, yeah. and to move on, like yeah. to let it go. And so, like, it's even such a the, gift. yeah, that's even the, though like my feelings got hurt, and like I'm not saying like I walked through life like totally unscathed, but at the core, you always, I always knew that I they had my back. Yeah, you know, and so like. But, like, having Katie Bell, like, heighten that to such a degree of, I now total like, it's not just the, like, I know how much what the unconditional love thing is yeah. that my parents always said. It's the times that my mother would, like, stand in the driveway as I was pulling off to go back to college or pulling off to go to camp or pulling off to go anywhere, bawling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just like, oh, I think about my own identity crisis that I went through and still go through in relation to having Katie Bell. And uh, I just never gave my mom a second thought about what she might have gone through before Mm -hmm. having Katie Bell. And then I was like, oh, my God, what did she sacrifice? What identity crisis did she go through? You know, like, how, what did I stop her from maybe doing or not doing or different roads, different paths? I mean, we spent, like, we spent almost every show talking about how hard it is. And you just take, for granted that it's not hard for your parents a little bit. Right, totally. That, like, because... It yeah. feels like they were born to do what they do. Yeah. Because you've only known them doing this. Yeah, you've only known them doing that. Yeah. And, like, I had this, like, mom moment uh, a couple of months ago. I was driving to pick up Katie Bell from preschool. And, you know, when we were moving, we were packing up, like, to come from New York to 
to L.A. We were packing up. I was packing up, like, a whole bunch of stuff from meat from the sketch group and from stand-up and just, like, oh, stuff from New York and, like, all these things I had done. Like, oh, you know, one day I'm going to show this to Katie Bell and I'm going to show her how cool I was and her mom was so cool. <laughs> and, like, 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 packing up this other identity to prove to my daughter that I was this other thing than lame mom, right? Uh-huh. And I'm driving to get her and, like, she had just been going through this phase of, like— I want to be a mom when I grow up, and I'm going to be a mama. And you know, and occasionally she's like, "You are a good mama," and like Aww. stuff like that. And like those were kind of things were like floating around in my head. And like I'm like at <laughs> the stop sign, and it was as if the sky had like opened and light shone down. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I don't know who the hell my mother is. Yeah, I don't know who my mom is. Yeah, I mean, I know bits and pieces of like." you know, school and what her parents were like and, you know, that she lived in Alaska, that they lived in California. But I only I only know her as this, as my awesome mom, as like my mom who I love and how she behaved and how she raised us is the most important thing to me. Right. And I realized that like, it's okay if Katie Bell doesn't know anything about me because she already is developing this view of me as mom that I'm really okay with. And if she only knows me as this woman who loved her unconditionally and, like, has her back and has her best interest at heart, I think I'm really okay with that. And, like, I just felt like a ton of bricks fly away it was like awesome. Yeah, it was that's a really nice realization it to was, have. Yeah. Like you're you're good the way you are I'm right like, now. Okay. Like yeah, you don't have to like grasp onto those things from before yeah. to like carry around to like be sure to show her later. Like <laughs> Yeah. She can find it when I'm dead in a box. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean that stuff will come out because it is a part of the person that you right. are. Like it like those experiences what are, are does part it ever? of No, I think those part those experiences are part of the whole person of you, right. which is the person that is raising her like right but like do you I mean I don't know about a lot of other I'm like trying to think about other people I know talk about their parents I mean how often do you hear like yourself or your friends be like oh my mom was this like roadie for the Rolling Stones and it was really awesome she was like you really usually people talk about like these very specific mom things right I mean like it's 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 the old when do you stop seeing your mother as your mother and start seeing her as a person. As a person, yeah. Yeah, like, because, you know, you worked so hard as a kid being like, stop looking at me like a kid. Yeah. I'm a person <laughs> who's ruining everything. <laughs> who's making horrible decisions. You know what I mean? So, like, it's, can you, can you get, you know, are you okay in life seeing, you know, knowing that your child may only see you as mom and not as a other per yeah, type of that's person. that's weird. Because there is, I think there is, well, yeah, I think Because I mean, do you see your mom as, how do you see your mom? Well, I think there is a desire to, like, to, like, maybe, especially when you have an older kid, to, like, prove to them, like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm I'm really cool. Like, I can do all these other things <laughs> you, wanna go you smoke just don't even know about. <laughs> yeah, like, I think there is, like, something to that. And also, like, I think wanting your children to be proud of you right. and to maybe, like, 
yeah, I don't know, wanting your children to be proud of you, I guess, like to be yeah. proud of the person that you are, I guess. But but yeah, when you when you really think about it, like like with my mom, like I, I'm proud of my mom has a my mom's a marriage family therapist and mm-hmm. she has like a great career and she does a lot of wonderful work for with a lot of wonderful people. Right. And like I am proud of that, but that's definitely not the important stuff about her to me. Right. Like right. definitely, definitely. And I and I think that I would still be just as proud of her without even like knowing all of these other things that she does like but when you had Simon do you have a greater desire to find out those things suddenly like I guess for me I'm a little like there are parts of me that are like I don't know squat about my parents well see this is the weird (laughs) this is the weird thing like I think uh, it's it's weird because for me like I've said to you before I have this weird identity crisis thing about Mm. when I became a mom I felt like I like became my true self like I I didn't feel I didn't feel like a loss of sense of self I felt like oh here I am like (laughs) hello this is like what I've been waiting for all my life and the thing is is like I think my mom is pretty much the same way about Mm. about mothering like I I maybe like inherited that from her or maybe it's genetic or maybe it's cultural I don't really know but like and and also maybe I'm so self-centered that I just assume (laughs) that that's how my mom feels you know because I would love to believe that the most important thing in the world to my mom's identity is her children right right like I think you know maybe everybody wants to believe that but um but that is truly the feeling that I get from my mom and I think she would say that too like I think she would say that and so um well you know what maybe we should just call our moms yeah, let's figure this shit <laughs> let's out. Let's figure this out. <laughs> Find that out. And uh, let's please remember to tell our mothers how much we appreciate and love them. Yes. Um, and, uh, but before we call our moms, we <laughs> let's talk to all other moms and possible dads and uh, share maybe a couple of genius and fail moments of the week. Me, it's just me. Hi, I'm homosexual Brian Safi. And I'm Erin Gibson, and we host a show on Max Fun called, called Throwing, Throwing Shade. Shade. It's Here's about what a, we do. Okay. It's amazing. Well, I wanted to say it. Oh, I wanted to say well, it. Well, let me go. Okay. It's about a gay man. And a gay woman. Oh, well, you're not gay. Oh, a straight woman. Yeah. I forget. And we go through women and gay issues and treat them with much less respect than they deserve. And I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes we drink when we do it. But it's always fun. It's always informative. It's, in, it's very informal. And... You can uh, wear boxers or briefs. Subscribe for free in iTunes or go to MaximumFun.org. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206 206- Three five zero nine four eight five. Teresa, yes. Did you have a flawless week? No. Oh, good. <laughs> um, let's start with our genius moments, though, to make okay. ourselves feel better. Do you want to go? You want to go first this week? Sure, I'll go first. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. 
did. Oh my god. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius. We, over the weekend, we got together with um, some of Jesse's extended family, and it was the first time that they... <laughs> Failed! No, I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> just it was kidding. the first time that they got together that they had met Simon. Oh. Um, and... And a couple of Jesse's cousins have little kids, but they're older than Simon. So one of them was like a little boy, maybe around seven, Mm -hmm. and then a little girl who was maybe like about 10. And they were so amazing with Simon. It blew my mind. Like we haven't had a lot of opportunities for him to hang out with family or other, other kids really of any age. And they just like took him like they took him and they just wanted to show him all the stuff Aww. in their grandma's house and like they took him outside and it was all fenced in so they could kind of just go yeah. and I was a little bit like should I, I don't really know these kids should I just <laughs> let this happen you know but I was like I could just tell that it was fine and it really was fine and oh. it was more than fine it was totally amazing he had so much fun and they were so sweet with him that's awesome yeah. good letting go thanks. that's a really that's a big deal thanks yeah good job thank you what do you um, got Mine is more of a need of a standing ovation because, oh, you know, the genius sure. moment when we started it out, sometimes this was about, like, did you ever just have a day where you're like, I nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but we don't always have those every week. And we don't, and we don't have those every week. But this was one of those, like, mom days. So, like, you know, I obvious, as you know, I am in the middle of the first trimester. I'm not at my best. No. It's a uh, rough, rough patch. I have been uh, working on my daughter's uh, fundraiser way before I got pregnant when I first started Katie Bell in preschool, I was like, I'm not working. I'll totally sign up for their big annual spring fling fundraiser and signed up for like everything. And it all came together like this week. So like literally the other day, I like my day was I had left the house at nine o'clock in the morning. I had to drag her to the grocery store to try and solicit flowers for the (laughs) decorations. Then I took her to swim class where it happened to be the day that it was 100 degrees here in Pasadena. Sat there while she did her swim class and sat there with her out in the hot sun while she played. Yep, sweating. sweating. Drug her and Stefan through two and a half hours of house hunting because I was like, there were some houses that had come on the market and like, I need it. We we need to go see them because we're looking for a house. Two and a half hours I mean, from, like, the lowest point all the way up to, the like, the end of the canyon, like, way up in the, like, mountains. And then we went and picked up shit from a preschool. I then stepped uh, into the house for the first time that day since 9 o'clock that morning, right? Wrapped all the shit up that I just picked up from the school that we'd have wrapped up in, like, one of their giant baskets, like, all wrapped up with ribbons and everything to be given away. Then... I added 20 items to their stupid bid book, which people keep giving bidded items for this auction. It's a silent auction. So I'm, like, updating this Excel spreadsheet and, like, PowerPoint to make it all look nice. I then made two motherfucking pizzas from scratch. What? I made pizzas. Pizza. It was pizza night at the house. (laughs) So, again, on the hottest day, we have the oven blaring, and I'm sitting there, like, making pizzas. And uh, and then I ended the night uh, decorating 30 mason jars with ribbons individually for these flowers to go at at the decorating. And I just felt like I am done. I just super mommed the shit out of that day up. And I deserved a standing ovation. I want to say good job, but I'm so tired now <laughs> after just hearing you repeat all the things that you did. It was just like, I think I'm too tired to uh, even say good job. Somebody, somebody be even better than us. Please. Genius moment has to do with teeth brushing. 
Um, I have a three-year-old girl and a five-year-old girl, and toothbrushing isn't exactly a struggle, um, but it does get chaotic, and people have trouble staying focused, so we started counting. And that worked for a while, count to 10, count to 20, count to 30, and when I'm, when I'm done counting, then you can be done brushing teeth, and that mm. keeps them on task and keeps them focused. Um, but that has kind of worn off, so we started counting in different languages, so... <laughs> Um, Amazing. We are my now my five year old girl knows how to count to uh, thirty in Spanish, count to ten in German, count to ten in Korean, and um, count to ten in French. And my three year old girl knows how to <laughs> no. count to ten in Spanish. So I just thought that was kind of a fun way to expose them <laughs> to different languages, and um, it also keeps them focused at the same time. And and so. Anyway, that's it. Hope you're having a great day, and, and thanks again for the podcast. I love it. That is, like, super genius, That is mom. super genius. Like, that's so... That's like A++, plus plus. It's like mom. A++, plus plus, mom. Like, you're like, she's either she's either <laughs> so far gone <laughs> with a three-year-old and a five-year-old that she's not even aware she's being that brilliant. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's now just entered this crazy place. Yeah. Or she actually is really good at this. <laughs> I feel like I'd be tempted to just make up fake numbers and fake <laughs> languages just because I'm so tired at that point. I'm like, oh no. just saying gibberish. Oh. I'm like, yeah, it's a real language. Yeah, keep yeah. brushing. Keep brushing. Um, well, that was genius. That was very genius. Um, let's make ourselves feel horrible yep. and do some fails. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. You want, would you like me to share my fail? Sure. All right. So my fail uh, in this chaotic week leading up to preschool fundraiser, um, like um, almost two months ago, Stefan and I said, let's have this barbecue with some old sketch friends who live in California. We haven't seen in a while. Like everybody's available on the day that we pick where we schedule this barbecue, which is going to be yesterday. It's going to be great. A couple of, like, weeks later, our upstairs neighbor, who is, like, a really amazing artist and is, like, this chosen resident artist of, like, L.A., this, like, she's about to do this, like, huge thing for Los Angeles, um, and she's like, hey, I'm going to be working in the backyard building. She, like, it's, she does all this crazy building stuff um, that I'm totally insulting by saying crazy building yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she's going to be out in the backyard building, and just, just so you know. And we're like, okay, great. Just let us know. We'll move the car out of the way, whatever. Weeks pass. She's out there building. We go to town. Like the whole, like I just have totally forgotten we're having this barbecue. And then Saturday night, the night before the barbecue, I'm like, "Holy crap! I have not told her we're about to have like potentially 17 people and five three year olds <laughs> over to the house and out in the backyard." And I like I just like I emailed her. I'm like, "I'm so." Sorry, I have, we will stay out of your way. We will totally not be in your way. I've completely forgotten. This is so disrespectful. I, I just, it was fine because it was a rainy, crappy day. So we actually were inside the whole time. It was uh-huh. too cold to be out for Californians. <laughs> and um, so we never actually bothered her. But I just have never let something that big go. It was so disrespectful for her. It was just like so bad neighbor you know, like yep. it just slipped my mind, and I just, I, I felt like it just a bad friend fail, bad neighbor fail, bad, bad mom fail, fail, bad everything fail. Oh. So, not my finest moment. Okay. Well, at least yours doesn't involve an injury. Well, I can always count on you <laughs> <laughs> to have potentially physically injured your son or yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so, I don't know why, but I've let him get in this bad habit of jumping on my bed. <laughs> 
Like, it's so stupid. Uh, because you run out of things to do and you're well, tired. it's like, what? he looks like he's having so much fun. I know, fun. jumping on the bed it's is fun. It's really fun. It and is like, fun. We happen to have kind of one of those low modern beds, and it just doesn't really seem like there's that much danger. Yeah, sure. Um, And he's pretty good at it. Like, yeah. he's never really fallen. You never know what he could be in life. Right, exactly. Right? Maybe he's going to be an acrobat yes. in, the circus. <laughs> in the circus. That's my hope for him. I was my thinking hope Olympic gymnast, but acrobat in, in the, circus the circus is also also reasonable. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> and at school they sing like three little monkeys jumping on the bed. One right. fell off and bumped Broke his, his head. head. Yeah. Right. So he's really into that song and he loves to jump on the bed while singing that song. And it's totally adorable. Right. But we went away for a couple nights. Mm. And so we were staying at like a rental mm. and the bed we were sleeping in was like Probably three times higher up yeah. than our bed at home. Danger, danger. And yet I still just sort of was spacing <laughs> out and letting him jump on the bed with these mm-hmm. sort of like slippery, um, like satiny blankets. <laughs> and he's literally, I mean, he literally was saying, no more monkeys jumping on the bed. Boom! And he just like <laughs> falls, like sl- one foot slips, and his entire body goes down. <gasps> head hits the ground, oh, screaming, baby. crying, like huge bump. Poor baby. And I was like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm an idiot. You're I'm a complete <laughs> idiot. That was so preventable <laughs> in so many ways. Like there were so many warning signs leading up oh, to that. Oh, Teresa, that is the best. Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, there were parents out there. Yeah, Let's see please. if we can find them. <laughs> see if they called and left us a message. Hi, this is Jill. I'm a first-time mother of a one-year-old little girl, <laughs> and this is my fail. Uh, around here, it just started to get really summery and warm and nice out, so we were playing out in the yard for really the first time, and Maybe. my baby was sitting on the ground and playing with the grass and sticks and rocks like <laughs> babies are supposed to, and I was so happy and proud of her. After that, I noticed a little bug bite on her leg, and I thought nothing of it because that's what happens. And then the next day, it was bigger. So we went to the doctor to get it checked out, and they gave us antibiotics. And the next day, it was bigger. So we went back to the doctor, and they sent us to the hospital to get IV antibiotics. So because I let my little girl sit on the dirty ground, she had to get her little fat little wrists stuck with needles four times to get an IV in, and we had to stay in the hospital overnight. So I am the worst mother ever, ever, and I suck. No, oh you God, don't. You don't suck. You did everything you could have done. I really thought this was headed towards spider egg inside the baby. Me too. I, I thought or that like, bump was going to be yeah. erupt with baby spiders. So A, yeah. you're not the worst. And, and you you did the right thing letting your baby play in the yes, grass. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. That is that is like I mean I get the bug I get the fail side of this. <laughs> of like course, I mean obviously. you get all due respect. Yes, okay. You get your well fail done, mom. Well, you well done. However but, <laughs> but when we hear the broken spirit coming through the yeah. phone line like that, yeah. A, baby doesn't even remember now yeah. what happened with those shots. I swear, like I mean, even if she does remember, it's not gonna ruin her from like shots or like whatever. Like mm-hmm. you have it and like it's okay to let your child play in the dirt and get a bug bite. Um, so good job taking you're her to the doctor. Yeah, good job. To, I know, because that story could have ended a lot of different ways. Yeah. And you know what? I think there's a worse mom about to call in past you. <laughs> uh, so, so just hang in there. I have a 13-month-old. 
He has just started walking. He's lovely, <laughs> uh, mostly. <laughs> In an effort to find time for myself, I have started taking a burlesque class. <laughs> really enjoying it. It's Part awesome. of the class is that we are going to have a graduation performance. <laughs> So we're making costumes, choreography, and getting really involved in it. It's super fun, Uh, except that I've been really struggling with finding the time to make the costume. So recently, just the other day, we were at home, my son and I, and I was making my sequined pasties (laughs) on the kitchen table, and I would glue on a couple sequins, then run over and play with him a little bit, and then he'd get involved in something, and I'd run back to the table and glue on a couple sequins, and then run back over and play with him a little bit more. And at one point, I got really involved in my gluing of sequins and didn't really notice that he came toddling over to the kitchen mm. table and reached up on to the top of the kitchen table and grabbed the open dish of sequins. <laughs> and pulled it off the table straight into his upturned face, <gasps> into his open mouth, oh. and up his nose. Oh. Rain, a beautiful, sparkly <laughs> sequence. And, of course, he started gagging on the sequence, so oh, I, I screamed and scooped him up and started doing the finger sweep to get all of the sequins out of his mouth, <laughs> and he started vomiting sequins. <laughs> and I just felt like wow. the worst possible mother <laughs> because not only did I let my child choke on sequins, but I was letting my child choke on sequins because I was making tasty <laughs> quality time. <sighs> oh, it was awesome. That's in a not way. Wow. Oh, Thanks, man. Ladies. Man. Oh, thank you for calling. That that was that was a really. I don't think I've ever heard a story like I've that. I've never heard a story like that. So bug bite, mom. Yeah, <laughs> you. Yeah. you have a Rethink long yours. way to go yeah. before reaching the level of fails that some of our other mothers are out there. God, I love moms so much. Um, you know what? I think uh, we should call some moms to feel. You know who makes me feel better? Who? My mom. Oh, your mom. Who makes you feel better? My mom. We should call our moms to make yeah, ourselves let's feel call better. Our moms. Let's do that. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you. going to call my mama. I'm so excited. Hello, mama. Hey, baby girl. <laughs> uh, welcome to One Bad Mother. How are you? I'm just fine. <laughs> Good. Well, we are going to start with the question that we ask all our guests, which is what did you think being a mom would be like versus what you discovered it to be? Well, um, I knew what a mom was <laughs> When I was five, six, seven, and going on up the scale. Right. (laughs) I had no idea 
what a baby was, much less <laughs> how it connected with a mama. Um, and remember, we were living in Anchorage, Alaska mm. at the end of the 60s. Right. Now, there was no television where people openly discussed personal matters. <laughs> there, there was no class for you two can have a baby and be happy. Um, I, my friends had all had babies long before we did, so their children were 12 and 13, Mm. and their fears were totally alien to me, and they didn't want to hear about my fears (laughs) or my questions. So um, I really just floated along like a total idiot without (laughs) any expectations. And was it different from what I discovered it to be? Well... The day they told me I could leave the hospital and I needed to get up and get dressed, I did. This was all going well, (laughs) what I usually did. But then I found out that not only did they expect me to take that baby home, they had expected me to bring clothes to put on that baby. So it was like falling down a rabbit hole, yelling and screaming and kicking and trying to be pleasant. And um, it was horrible until I remembered my one of my former high school students who was the first of eight children. I called Barbara and said, would you come over every day after school and teach me what this thing is? And how, what I'm supposed to do with it. Because the only <laughs> advice I had ever had was from my father, who, who just l- looked at me like an idiot when I said, well, you know, isn't there supposed to, something I'm supposed to not? No, you're not supposed to know anything. Your own babies come with their own instructions. <laughs> you just sleep when they sleep and do what their instructions tell you to do. <laughs> I never found I was going to say, yeah. we never found Helen Michelle's instructions. That's right. Oh, no, no, no. Well, and how was to that, this day, don't have them. So was it easier than when you had me? Because uh, Helen Michelle was the first, and then... And then you had the perfect child. You had me. Was yeah. it was it easier that time, or were you equally as lost with me? No, no. It. I, I had learned so much about <laughs> experience, and you were such a darling, sweet, sweet child. That uh, no, you know, the only. Real failure was that I forgot to tell Helen Michelle that another <laughs> baby coming into the family meant she was not going to get all the attention and she needed to be nice to the new baby. Yeah, you forgot that now, one. I'm just I <laughs> forgot that one, and we live with that through today. So. <laughs> no, no, we all turned out all right. We're all good. The, the end result is two sisters who actually talk to each other, so that's all that matters. Yes, that's right. Um, so, uh, so I have Katie Bell now. Now, and I uh, only want to sit on her and let her never leave the house, which is a real wrestle because I know that I need to let her do things on her own. And I remember being raised as like an out. I mean, my memories are being an outdoor kid, you know, playing outside. I certainly, Helen Michelle and I certainly grew up very independent. I mean, you know, we're not 
in my 20s, you weren't checking me in at the airport. <laughs> you know, you were dropping us off and letting us go do it on our own. How, how did you do that? How did you deal? The secret was that you had two parents who were mm-hmm. totally opposite of each other <laughs> with regard to how to raise children. <laughs> Y'all would still be in the nest unhatched had I had my way. <laughs> but Mike's approach was when he got involved, which, was, which meant it had, it had reached crisis level, whatever it was. He would very calmly take me aside and say if it was a particular thing we were fighting over, he would explain to me, Helen, letting Helen Michelle shave her legs is not the same as her having premarital sex. Now back off. You know, and um, so that that helped. And, And his other response to everything was, if you don't let them do this, then how are they going to handle things when they're in college on their own? Right. And he started working that line right. way back, you know, right. first grade type thing. <laughs> but, you know, you remember that he did join me when we used to drive around sneaking, following you and oh, your I crowd know. around. Oh, I know. I know. There was one time, there's a, there's a wonderful moment where... I got permission to go out with, I think it was Lori Cronk to go see the Rocky Horror Picture Show, like a midnight show. Well, we thought it was like a 10 how o'clock. How old are you? We were like high school. We were okay. high school. Like, so it was, I was in Tuscaloosa, so it was probably, I mean, I just turned 16. Okay. And we got to go out and see, I, I don't know, it had to have been a late show. I can't remember what time the show was, but we went and we were wrong about what time the show was. So I go like a responsible daughter and call my parents and they don't answer the phone so we sit down at this um, restaurant, like a diner thing, across the street from the theater. And who do I see parked in the alley across the street? My parents. And so I was like, and they're like, you're not at the movie. And I'm like, you're not at home for me to tell you that we're not at the movie. Um, it was that moment that I realized maybe they had been following me around the whole time, which uh, is a note to myself to do to Kate Bell. So was there, so Katie Bell's into princesses a lot right now yeah. and we're not fans but you know we let her go through that was there anything that i was ever into that you just hated but still let me do <laughs> well it hated is such a strange right. word in in my vocabulary i have only experienced that emotion once and it had nothing to do with y'all but it scared me very badly right. so um if we use the word hate, then I would say no. Okay, but disliked. were there things that were stinky and sneaky <laughs> and, you know, fool your mama? And uh, there were plenty of those. And the trick was with you, Helen and Michelle never knew there were any boundaries. <laughs> there were no lines that could not be crossed. So all through her high school, she just ran back and forth across the line with us yelling and hollering and screaming and taking turns, you know, dealing with her. While you were just lurking over in the corner quietly, watching what did not work. And when you got in high school, I got to tell you, it was like riding a tiger. We were too scared to get off, but we, you know... 
Uh, we had to ho- we held on for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> I just went upstairs and moped around listening to Cat Stevens with the door shut. Um, so uh, was there now? You know, I don't know if this is a, a hard question or not for you, but was there anything that you didn't have a chance to do as a result of having two wonderful children? <laughs> okay, it, it, the answer is. Uh, Anything of importance, anything that mattered to me, anything that I thought I should be doing and wasn't, the answer is no. But when it came to us planning the getaway weekends, Mm. you know, and six weeks in a row on Thursday morning, one of y'all would wake up with bronchitis and he would have to cancel the trip. Now, you know, that may be no big deal now to me, but when I was trapped in that house with (laughs) y'all, I got to tell you one time, I just told Mike, I am going next Friday if I don't get any farther than the truck stop. I'm getting out of here. Um, All right. Well, one last question. Um, Did I... Am am I the person that you imagined I would be? Have I... Have I... How did you think I was going to turn out? Because there were some rough years. Um, How did did you think I was going to turn out? Did I turn out or... Well, you know... Yeah. Who am I? Okay. (laughs) Well, you, you have... Past the stage of practically perfect in every way. <laughs> this is why you I are asked now this perfect in every way, and my job is done. And but you remember, you brought with you the mantra of "I am your joy and your delight," <laughs> and you have always, even through the roughest times. You know, where I'd be frog squatting across the floor to yell in your face <laughs> about something. <laughs> that um, you you were perfect. I never thought or I never thought about a career or you know, where you'd live. I just, you know, from the very beginning, and I always knew. Day after conception, I knew who you were and that y'all were there and that you had these mantras. I don't know, you know, voodoo, voodoo. (laughs) Um, But you had the kindest heart of anybody I had ever known. And that kind heart stayed with you through all kind of bad times of it as you were kicking and elbowing people out of the <laughs> way of what you wanted to do. So I am very, very proud of y'all. Well, I just, thank you, Mama. And thank you for joining us. And on this very special Mother's Day show, I just want to take this opportunity to tell you how much I love you and thank you for, I don't know, helping me and Helen Michelle and all of us become who we're becoming, and you are a really good mama. Thank you, baby girl. Thank you. It was easy because y'all <laughs> was so smart. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Right. Bye, Bye, mama. Bye. That was wonderful. <laughs> it was. It was oh, wasn't wow. that amazing, Lindsay? That was fun. That was really fun. That was nice. I 
just think we should call another mom. Let's call another mom. Who I, should, whose mom should we call now? Um, let's call your mom. Okay. All right. Do we want to prank call your mom? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let's call your mom, Teresa. Okay. Hi, mom. Hey. Hi, Tree. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Um, so, mom, thanks for coming on the show today. Um, My pleasure. This is our this is our special Mother's Day show, um, and I would like to start by asking you who's in your family. Okay, well, my husband Steve, your father. Also, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> also, I have two grown daughters, Teresa, which is you, and Fran, and also Dan, who is our youngest, who is now an adult, almost. He's twenty. <laughs> So he's kind of an adult. He's like on the cusp. He's on the cusp. Jesse still calls him a teen. (laughs) (laughs) And you have two dogs. We do. What are your dogs' names? (laughs) Cider and Shenzi. Cool. My new thing is going to be asking all our our guests about their dogs. Um, Okay, great. Well, thank you for that. And then, um, Mom, what did you, before you had me... What did you imagine motherhood was going to be like? And then once you had children, how did you find it to be different from what you had expected (laughs) or not? Um, Well, before I had you, I was quite young. I was, uh, well, I was 23 when I had you. So I was a youngin. And I think, I don't know what I thought. I think I thought it would complete me. (laughs) <laughs> how, did that work out? <laughs> how did that work out? I felt that the love and joy of our little family would be kind of somehow catapult us into everything is just really perfect mm-hmm. in our life. Um, and how it turned out to be was that um, it was both probably the best wonderful thing in the world and also the hardest so, well, it wasn't the hardest to actually to have you, but it did highlight the things we weren't prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Um, like um, financially, because we were pretty young, and we didn't really didn't actually have the act together. <laughs> um, and um, also, I think, you know, just all the things about growing up that we kind of started to have to deal with. I mean, we sort of, we had work, but I was also going to school, and so division of labor and expectations, and not getting enough sleep, and never being done with anything. Yeah. So you guys, you guys uh, really did the thing that everybody warns against when they say like, go to school, have your life, find your career, like have lots of partners, you know, get, you know, experience all these things, get really settled and then have children. That's like the thing. That's like the opposite of what you guys did. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh But do you feel like there were any advantages to having kids young? You know, um, we actually kind of had a lot of fun when we were pregnant with you because we'd go to, like, Lamaze class, and we looked around, and everybody was, like, 40 years old having their first child or something. <laughs> <laughs> and we were 20, 
three, and we were like, and you were like so much oh better God. looking and than I, everyone. Oh, you're way yeah. better looking. <laughs> All of my, several of my older sisters already had children. I was excited. I was used to having children all over the place and being at births. And um, I, I mean, I was a little anxious, but I wasn't like unfamiliar. And so I felt like I had some advantages from my family experience and also just being young and kind of having a, I don't know, more flexibility or something, just kind of laughing. People were pretty set in their ways by then. So that was sort of an advantage. And, you know, just kind of being a little freer about it, I think. Yeah. So maybe you you didn't have as many expectations for for what you had to be as parents or Mm-mm. what what it was going to be like. I wasn't really worried about the parenting part, really. Um, maybe I should have a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. So no, I wasn't so worried about that. And so you, ha- so you had me at 23 and then you had my sister Fran a couple of years later. And then you guys decided when I was 12 and Fran was like eight to have another child. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how did that happen? Um, well, actually, when you were a little younger than 12, back when you were maybe eight or something, we had felt like we weren't completely done with it. And we, I definitely still kind of wanted one more child. Um, and... So we sort of tried for a while, and then nothing happened, and then we sort of kind of forgot about it, sort of, and just were like, oh, well, I guess that's probably not happening or something. But then when I was 35, I was pregnant, so um, or 34 going into 35. So it did happen when you were 12. <laughs> um, we just weren't done. We just weren't done. We okay. just, I really always wanted one more, and um, so that was kind of... Um, strange in a way because uh, Dan was kind of he was so much younger than you and he was uh, about eight years younger than Fran and it was a little bit like having kind of starting with a new family in a way but reconfigured or something and um, you know it was great actually but it it was hard but it was I, I was really glad I really did feel like there was one more did you? Okay. No, no, yeah, I was gonna ask. I was like, I was gonna ask about the just experience-wise, and you know, I mean, I, I've got there's gonna be a four-year difference between Katie Bell and whoever's inside of me right now. <laughs> and, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. But I'm already like used to not having diapers. Like I feel like I've already forgotten everything about babies, <laughs> and uh, the gap between eight and a newborn. I mean, but then you answered the question by saying it was like starting a whole nother family. I mean, I bet, you know, that's that's such an emotionally different experience. It it was different. And it's sort of, you know, when your children are getting older and they're kind of, they get their own clothes and they put their backpack and they sort of get, can do a lot of things and they're ready to go. And then there's this baby and you just start to get out the door and then your baby needs to be changed or you need to feed them or it's a different kind of goofy schedule for everybody. Um, 
for us, it was kind of awesome for me, honestly, because <laughs> Teresa was so into having Dan around and Aww. for a while, <laughs> and she really, <laughs> she really bonded with him a lot. And then Fran thought he was pretty fun too. And but their girlfriends would come over to play, and they all just wanted to play with him all the time. Oh, and so I just kind of nice. had a whole bunch of people wanting to take him while I could go. <laughs> That's free babysitter. Uh, That's yeah. right. Do something, yeah. That's great. Yeah, twelve year twelve years is exactly the age of babysitters. Yeah, for, you know, back in, you know, like I would probably still want a twelve year old babysitter. Oh yeah, that's exactly right. It was it was pretty great. And then (laughs) one other thing I thought was I kind of felt was like it had this impact on both girls never wanting to get pregnant in high school ever (laughs) because they knew everything that it dealt with. Everything. I mean, you know, I think they had a pretty clear picture of what it's about. See, that's weird because I feel like it had the opposite effect on me. Actually, like I mean, I I knew I shouldn't get pregnant in high school. Like I wasn't stupid, but like, Uh but like, I feel like it was so fun having Dan. Like I loved having the baby around, and I think like. I from I mean Jesse and I always joke that like I was like re- totally ready to have a kid with him when we were like eighteen mm. <laughs> like when we first got together and like we knew like I knew that like that wasn't acceptable like I knew that I needed to like go to college and like you know do these other things before that would ever happen mm-hmm. but I definitely like I like caught the baby bug from you wow. having a kid when I was twelve oh. I feel like or maybe I would have just been like that anyway and who. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> so many things are being answered for me. I'm like getting to know Teresa so much better as a result of this conversation. As, and as well as just having a conversation with my own mom. I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah, this this is how sense. this all happened. <laughs> this is why we are who we are. Yes. Yes. Oh. Um, so, okay. And then um, you, you have this very funny story about... Um, about when my brother Daniel was like 17, 18 and getting ready to graduate from high school. And this is, you know, your third baby, your last baby to leave the nest. And you were starting to feel like, um, you know, it, oh, wow, am I, is this really over? Is mother, like this stage of like raising children really over? And like, should we ad- maybe adopt a child? And um, you talked to my dad about this and he said, well, I've been parenting for 30 years oh. straight. So I think I'm okay. <laughs> like, I think I'm good with my, you know, my, our youngest leaving the nest. Um, yeah. So how, how is it now? Like Dan has been in college for like a year and a half now, almost two years. Um, you have two dogs that do occupy a lot of your time and we should say you have a career, right? like a very time consuming <laughs> career. Um, so how is it? Um, being child free in the house? Yeah, you can call it, call it whatever you want. Um, as long as I get to see any one of my children regularly enough I'm great and um, it's really nice actually because it's it's cleaner (laughs) yeah Um, and I, we just chill at night or talk, or talk more. And it, so it was, it's a little weird. The first six months or so that Dan was out, it was really kind of strange. But I was, prepper, I was prepared for that. And um, 
It's actually it's it's great. The the only th- I don't need to see everybody every day or take care of everyone in the house all the time or any of that. I just do need to stay in touch with my kids and then I feel fine. <laughs> so that feeling when you know when you like see a baby and it makes you like want to have a baby instantly, you know that feeling? Mhm. Does that ever go away? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a hilarious question. It Ask is. Me. Um, I will tell you that I'm 55. Yeah. So probably it kind of did go away. <laughs> well, actually, I'm really happy to hear I'm really you say that. Looking forward to that. My, mine went away. Mine went away like two days ago. As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as you as soon as you entered the first trimester, <laughs> the first trimester, mine was gone. So. Uh... Okay. Good. All right. What what goes what doesn't go away is just like I just I'm just I love them. Yeah, love <laughs> yeah, them. that's fine. That's all well that's and fine. good. I can love other as long as you're not briefly. like oh, I must have another. No. Okay, no. that's great. That's I very encouraging. Yeah. Well, because it's a struggle for me. All right, <laughs> it's gonna be a struggle as soon as I have the second kid. I'm gonna have to put the lid on it. Um, yeah. So, uh, so okay. So Simon is your first grandchild. He is. Um, and and when you found out I was gonna have him, what was that like? Oh, just absolutely overjoyed. Just so excited. Just <laughs> super thrilled. Just I don't even have the words for it. Oh, okay. I do not. <laughs> I don't even. I just don't have the words. I'm just so happy. Um, and, and you know, I wanted to be closer to you. I wanted to pop in and out. Yeah, um, we we should say you live in the San Francisco Bay Area, mm-hmm. and we live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and ha- what is what is being a grandparent like compared to being a parent? Um. <laughs> well. Um. um you know, I get to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot of mocking. <laughs> I mean, I'm a more rested person than you are. So <laughs> Evil. I don't I don't know, but what it's like is I mean, I just it's just such a beautiful feeling of um awe and it's miraculous it's completely miraculous everything about your pregnancy and him coming into the world and watching him grow and watching you and jesse as parents and um you know all all his uh developmental steps and (laughs) you know everything that you wonder about like i i think you know, it's obviously it's just easier as a parent because it's not as I mean as a grandparent because there's not the same physical demands. Um, but it's really a powerful feeling for me to want to be a part of his life and just celebrate. It's just very very happy. It's just joyful. Do you ever like feel worried that I'm gonna like fuck it up somehow? <laughs> Like hosting a podcast uh, where we talk about your children. Uh, no. no, no, no. So you Never. don't. So you don't like see me with doing something with him sometime, and you're like, oh, geez, and you like want to step in and like. Because I've been listening to Teresa's fails for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> 
Um, the coffee one? Yeah, that was, you guys were both. Oh, the coffee one, I know. Double fail. Yeah, that was a double fail, yeah. Yeah, I forgot to talk about that, that my mom Mom was was standing there looking straight at him. That's what I took away. I took away that both of you guys. Yeah, that was a grandma fail. Yeah, Yeah, it was. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do not think you're going to screw him up. I never did. No. Cool. Well, it's nice well, to have a nice. vote, of, vote of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we have different ideas about what to do, and I'm, that's a that's a learning oh. process for me about that you get to be the parent. <laughs> that is the most and diplomatic way I've ever heard that put. <laughs> I know. And then it's a learning experience because you see that I'm obviously right. Right, Mom? <laughs> Um, sure, Teresa. <laughs> You're um, always right, of course. So you, you, thanks, thanks for that. That was really, really uh, not sarcastic at all. Um, so, Mom, you have you had told me growing up that you had always, when you were a kid. We should say you're one of seven kids. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, you guys. I know. This family. Catholics. Cath- I was Catholic. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> different kind of Catholic. A totally different kind of Catholic. <laughs> um, yeah, so you were one of seven, and you've you've told me that growing up, you always imagined you would have four children. Mm-hmm. Um, and you ended up having three because we were, I guess, nightmares, and Broke you couldn't you. bring yourself <laughs> to bring a fourth one into the world. You decided to cut <laughs> cut <Run>. that off. <laughs> um, no, but you... you you envisioned four. You had three. I am about to have my second child. Mm-hmm. And I most of the time feel like I'm going to have two kids. And that's going to be really perfect and really great. There is this little part of me that's Not like... You, I know. There's this part <laughs> of me that's like... I I think it's going to be really hard for Jesse and I to not have a third child <laughs> like I think it's so I wanted to ask your motherly advice Ooh. on how many children you think Jesse and I should Oof. have <laughs> wow um sorry I'm not going to answer that that's question. a smart mother I was like oh there's no wait you're really just going to decline to answer yeah, I will tell you that when I became pregnant with Danny and the third, um, I remember talking to my sister who had just had her third, and she said, it's really hard because there's not a third pr- adult in the mm-hmm. house. What, there's more children than adults, and it tips the balance and blah, blah, blah. And um, that was true, except there was such an age range that you guys right. weren't little when I had Dan. So... Um, I think, you know, I thought I'd have four because that why that was a smaller family than I grew up yeah, in. Yeah, that seemed yeah, small to you. Know? Yeah. But but then once I had three, I mean, with I mean, working full time and yeah. children and ev- all different school ages and stuff and it was just huge. Yeah. Everything was huge. And so that was plenty and I was happy. There was a time when he got a little older when I did go through a like <gasps> Am I sure? <laughs> but but as for you and Jesse, um, cause I, yeah, I will say that. And I think some of it's biological. Before I hit, you know, menopause and all that stuff, I was kind of like, last chance anymore. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's hard to kind of give that up because that definitely was a big part of my identity. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, Teresa, I trust that you two will um, either – Find find your way to the right decision, or whatever happens. You guys are awesome. So okay, 
It'll be fine. Beth Hosfeld, MFTT. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, or MFT. Um, Okay, thanks, Mom. And um, uh, we're going to wrap this up, but I just want to say... Um, in honor of Mother's Day, thank you so much for being such an awesome mom. And um, I love you very much. Thank you, Teresa. I love you too. It's been an enormously great privilege to be your mama. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for having me on the show. It is really nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. See ya. Bye. 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 I love my mom. Yeah, moms are the best. Moms are the best. All right, so, you know what, let's, before we wrap up the show, you know, let's go out, let's reach out to, this This week's rant is actually a little different. This is a uh, follow-up rant to a previously left rant. She does a little setup, so I don't think we have to set up too much. I just, I felt it needed its own rant time versus a genius time. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right, so let, let's take a listen to to, to this. So for those of you who are faithful listeners to the show, as am I, you will remember my rant that I called in about a little while ago about my husband and his beloved laptop. Well, I turned that rant into a genius moment. Uh, My husband and I have made an agreement long before we ever had children to never argue in front of them. We don't believe in letting kids see you argue and fight back and forth. So, I was getting ready. I was almost to that point where I wanted to have a loud, very loud argument about his laptop that's ever-present, especially when he forgot my daughter's comfort item when they were out. He left it at a friend's house, and she desperately needed it to get to bed. I knew it was going to be a battle, and he refused to turn around and get it because he said she needed to learn to be without it. And I thought, what is the closest thing my husband has to a comfort item? It comes full circle to the laptop. So I couldn't get my hands on his laptop to hide. So instead I took the laptop charger because what good is a laptop if it's not plugged in and has no charge? So I quickly hid his laptop charger before he could get home and made a game out of him finding his laptop charger. And, you know, and it could have been a big blowout or a big argument, but my husband's a good sport. And instead it turned into a kind of a funny game. He had to find his laptop charger. My daughter was more distracted by helping her daddy find his laptop charger than the fact that her comfort item was missing. And we all ended up laughing about it. But it proves the point that he is too attached to his laptop, <laughs> just as she may be a little too attached to her comfort item. So that was my genius moment of the week. I fixed the laptop problem. Thank you. You guys are awesome. <laughs> I just felt that needed its own thing. Yeah. I just think that's the best story cool. ever. And it just, you know... Again, it goes to prove how having a good sense of humor, everybody yeah. in the house having a sense of humor is very important. Yeah, it's huge. It's so it can huge. totally change things from being like a big, sad blowout yeah. fight to just being like, well, yeah, we're in this together. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe we're all a little overreacting yeah. or whatever. Anyway, yeah. I just love that so much. Yeah, good job. Um, well, I really, I really enjoyed today's show on moms because yeah, uh, I am enjoying being a mom. I know you are enjoying being a mom. I thought it was very interesting that, like, your mom totally wrapped up her call with you uh, quoting 
You guys, like, basically said the exact same thing in terms of identity and motherhood. Uh, it was just awesome. Um, so not only did I get insight into you, I'm sure you got some insight into me. And oh, I'm yes. sure our listeners got lots of insight into everything. And uh, let us never get this personal again. Um, to all the moms out there and all the dads out there, and, you know, uh, you're doing a great job. And it's not just Mother's Day where I think you need recognition. I think every day everybody needs a good pat on the back saying that you're doing a good job. And um, and we all should probably remember to call our own moms a little bit more. And mm-hmm. if you ever, if your memories are all bad about your mom, maybe take a step back and give her a little benefit of the doubt that for at least one moment she might have really been trying to do the best thing for you and that she may have been having just as hard of a time as you may sometimes find yourself having with your own kids. And again, it goes in all the directions. Just, you know, everybody try and be nice to each other. Everybody try and have a sense of humor about it. And uh, I love you, Mama. I love you, Mom. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down Mama Blues. I got to low down Mama Blues. Got to low down Mama Blues. Low down Mama Blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206 206- 350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener-supported.